car to say <laughs> goodbye. Uh, welcome to Boston Ad, everybody. Uh, it's yours truly, CB, uh, alongside my main man, AD. We're here back at it for another edition uh, of the show. And Cap Rooney, I gotta say, I'm feeling a little yep. on the bum side. I think um, a more fitting song for you to come in would have been Cry Me a River. By, oh, by, by Justin, Justin Timberlake. Timberlake. In 2000, the, well, it's 2002, the Justified album. Yep, I think that would have been the more fitting song for you to intro into. That would have been a good one, yes, yes. Or, <laughs> uh, although we go to the end of the road. No. no. From uh, Boys to Men. I think just cry me a river for you. <laughs> uh, well, let me let me have it. Let me have it. Um, so, and I'm so upset that our 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 one and only Donnie B couldn't make it this week uh, yeah. because I know he's just I dying. Wait, I was waiting for it. I, I was almost a little bit nervous waiting for it because he texted me after the Super Bowl uh, and he said, "You're done for." <laughs> Uh, much appreciate. We love you too, and uh, we will see you uh, on the next uh, the next episode. Um, so you know they always say, and I, I'm, I've been going through like kind of the, the seven stages of grief with the Super Bowl a little bit. Uh, first, I was just in shock and anger mm-hmm. with the penalty at the end and how they got the kind of screwed off. Hold on, hold on, whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. And the guy admitted he did it, and he not grabbed him not only once but twice. All right. How about some so, of the other ones where they but, literally stuck a finger up their ass? But, the, called but the argument's gone when the guy admits I did it. He, if, he, if the smart play would have been just you know deny it or say nothing, but he came out and said I did it. So there goes all the arguments right there. <laughs> so I was an ang- I was angry. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to look. I didn't not turn on sports radio at all this week. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't want to read anything about. It. I just. I don't want to mm-hmm. look at it at all. Uh, and then I've been going through sadness and all that, and mm-hmm. uh, and now I'm kind of reco- I'm like, all right, I've accepted it. Now we're kind of moving on. But I'm a part of that is stress eating a little bit. So I've got a little treat for us this week mm-hmm. uh, to help mm-hmm. me kind of go through the grieving process. Um, I've got ice cream sundays. Yeah, this is your fifth one today. This is yes, yes, because you know what? nothing goes better, nothing soothes the soul a little bit mm-hmm. than like an ice cream sundae. Uh, so caperoni and and boss man boss. I got. Why don't you hop on and get you some? I got. Uh, Got a little ice cream sundae. I got a full sundae bar, too, here. Um, so I got some spoons here and, and kind of toppings galore. Let's so get in here. There you go, Caparoni. Oh, love it. The Chiefs red m and I did, because you know what? <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? I had green ones. I extracted all the green M&M's. Are these from Christmas? No, they're unopened. But I had a bag of red and green M&M's. They were holiday-themed in there. So okay. I, I had I extracted all the green ones and had green M&M's all around the house in different dishes. Okay. To get to get pumped for the game. Okay. Well, there was and, your first mistake right there. Yes. And then Natalie kind of, uh, you know, at the end of it, just I don't know if she ate them all or threw it out or. And then laughed at you and said, yeah. and then said, "My husband is a loser." Mm. <laughs> a little too much. Oh look, you choked yep. like the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> They're so funny. They're so funny. Oh. Oh, my God. So what, what were your overall thoughts about going through the actual game as a fan, you know? Because I know for me last year as a Rams fan, the emotions, like the high and lows of the game. So what, what, what was it for you like watching that whole whole thing? So the, the week leading up to it was fun. I watched the first five Rocky movies, and I, I listened to sports radio every day, and mm-hmm. I, was, I was reading about past Super Bowls. And okay. And I was just getting in the Super Bowl kind of spirit. Okay. Uh, because it's just it's just fun to do this time of year. Absolutely. Uh, I, was, I was thinking a lot about the last one and how cool it would be to have a second one and all that kind of uh, you know, good stuff. The day of rolls around. We had all this food and we had a house full of people and, and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, and I was, I was feeling like... I was like... Feeling in the zone, just like I'm just ready like to get Like you were part of the time. team? Yes. And I was just ready to, I was in that Jalen Hurts zone. We're just like, you know, laser focused. And, okay. And it got to the point, I'm just, it's like three, four o'clock. I'm like, I'm just waiting for this game yep. to start. And I was starting to get nervous. Like, and it's just like, oh, I, I, the game itself is hard to really enjoy. Oh, absolutely. It's yeah, so yeah, hard yeah. to enjoy because you're just so nervous the whole time. Yep, you're just on the edge of your seat the whole time. I remember being that way last year. Like, every single play, I was like crapping my pants pretty much with like what was going to happen, even though it was like the first quarter like, yeah. of the game. Yeah. But the cool, I mean, but when something good happens in your favor, it's mm-hmm. like, it's such a rush when mm-hmm. something like Kenny Gain all broke a big run or yep. scored a touchdown and then we're up like up by 10 at one point yep. i'm like holy shit this is you know uh that, that was that was that was enlightening it felt great and at one mm-hmm. point and then 
And then the, the sad part was, you know, well, not a sad part because I don't wish any harm on anybody, but Patrick Mahomes looked like he re-injured his ankle. And I'm like, oh, yep. no. You're like, oh, no. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, he's done. I was like, he's done for. Chad mm-hmm. Henney's going to come in and that's it. The Eagles yep. are going to win another title. I'm like, that's what I thought. I'm like, mm-hmm. the Eagles are going to win this. Like, there's no way he's going to be 100% after the halftime. Um, you know, I got to see, um, you know, my girl Rihanna perform. I enjoyed the performance. Yeah, so you were feeling good at halftime. Feeling real good. I, yeah, I, I got another plate of food. I kind of kicked back a little bit, had another, another Coors Light, and just kind of like, I was like, I felt good. I wasn't you're, nervous you're at like, halftime. This is going to happen. And then, you know, the, obviously the second half played the way it did. Patrick Mahomes has like nine, literally nine lives. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he does it. Mm-hmm. Like he came back, he looked like nothing happened at all. Oh, he definitely got a shot of something at halftime. It's, uh, definitely. And he see, deny that. I'm like, hey, there's yeah. no way on earth. You already have a damaged ankle. And you're playing a professional, like, high-intensity sport, like yep. professional football. And you re-injured it, and you're going to come out literally like nothing happened. Like, he got what the good, did they give you? He got what the good stuff at halftime. Mm-hmm. Those little vitamin T Toradol. That's it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just right in the, yeah, just the shot of, like, you know, all the stuff that's, you know, bl- been blacklisted from the uh, uh, FDA yeah. for, like, the last. <laughs> well, that uh, one's legal in the NFL, though. What? Toradol. Toradol? What, yep. what is that? I'm not... It's a pain medicine. Is it like a steroid or something? Or... No, it's just a painkiller. Where do you get that from? Like, how do you get that? Do- well, they have a doctor there that injects it. Yeah. Right, right it's where it is. They call it, they call it vitamin T, though, in football. Oh, wow. I wonder who would be like to take that just for fun. Well, if you go to the hospital, they give it to you. They give it to you if you have pain. I've had it. Like real pain? Or like... Yeah, like real pain, not like oh, I got a boo boo, like I need something. No, it's like if you have severe pain, they'll give it to you. Like if you don't want to feel your face, kind of pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep, the severe stuff they give it to you for. That's interesting. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. that's probably why he looked like a new man walking in that second half. He definitely got a little shot of that. A little shot, yeah, a little something to get him started. Yeah. Um, but and then, then, but then you know you had the big, the big, uh, the big choke happen after he big, came back. Yeah, the big. And, you know, finish kind of, they kind of blew their load at the end a little bit. And the fumble that happened didn't help them either. No. Nope. It went back for a, you know, for six in the other direction. Yep. Um, other than that, I mean, optimistically, like, I'm proud of Jalen Hurts and the team. Oh, like, Jalen Hurts, he, he besides looks... the fumble, played a great game. It's the defense that really crapped the bed. And, you know, the big deal was, oh, they have such an elite defense, and they didn't show up whatsoever. Hats off to the Chiefs. I mean, they really did a good job of protecting against the pass rush. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Patrick Williams didn't really take that many hits. Like, Yeah, the Eagles' pass rush is non-existent. I don't think they had a sack the whole game. Yeah, and that was, like, one of the strongest suits. Uh, I mean, there's no doubt. Um, there's no doubting Patrick Mahomes is, uh, you know, just, like, one of the all-time oh, yeah. quarterbacks. He's a generational talent, absolutely. And he's, like, the quarterback of this generation, like... Yeah, we had Tom Brady in the last one, mm-hmm. kind of closing the door here. I think this kind of cements his legacy a little bit. Yeah, some people are saying Mahomes is a Hall of Famer just after five years of starting. Yeah, which, you know, if, he, if he hung it up right now, he would absolutely be in there. I would say he's in the conversation, absolutely for sure. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know if he would get it based on just the lack of years he's played, but he's definitely on that trajectory, I would say. Uh, I would say I would think so. If he definitely goes another three years, which he absolutely will, because mm-hmm. he's only 27. Finish on a 10-year deal. Yeah, for half a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's probably, you know, a lot of those contracts I just said, that's never worth it. But I think for him, it is actually worth it. Like, Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the, the way he carries a team, like, you know, everyone thought without Tyreek Hill, they were going to take a step back this year. And no one thought they were going to win it. But yet to win the Super Bowl without him just shows how good he is and how good of a coach Andy Reid is as well. I know. It turned them into, they turn, literally turned the Kansas City Chiefs, who are always a middle-of-the-road team, mm-hmm. into a dynasty. Mm-hmm. They're literally a dynasty. Um, so hats off to that. Uh, I'm sitting here sulking, sulking in ice cream. <laughs> is good. Is it making you feel cream? any better? It's making me feel worse mentally because I'm like, God, I'm eating this. I'm getting fatter. <laughs> but it is good, for sure. Um, so kind of, we'll see where they go. What it into next How year. How do you feel about them losing both their coordinators, though, now, right after the Super Bowl? Uh, I'm, not, I'm never a fan of that. Uh, it happened you know, the following year after they won the Super Bowl in 2017 season. Yeah, it was, uh, what, Frank Reich, Frank Reich and uh, who was the defensive coordinator that year? Filippo. Okay. 
they lost um, both of those guys mm -hmm. to alternate jobs. And they weren't as sharp the next year. Carson Wentz mm -hmm. was still obviously recovering from that knee injury, but yeah. they just were not the same high-powered I mean, offense. Me, part of me feels that like watching um, Gannon's defense in the uh, Super Bowl, like was he always like just an overhyped coach and he's going to flop in Arizona? Because, you know... The Arizona Cardinals themselves as a franchise are just known for making questionable decisions. They you always kind of have. So, like, you know, I wonder if he was just, like, a fluke coach this year and just elevated out of nowhere. So, kind of wrapping up on that, who's your favorite quarterback of all time? You've been a Rams fan for, obviously, what, 20-something years? Now. Yeah. So, like, Rams-wise, absolutely, Kurt Warner is mm -hmm. my favorite of you all gotta time. you got to love him. He's handsome. Mm-hmm. And just the story of it, too. Probably a watch, though. I've always enjoyed watching Aaron Rodgers play. No, Where do you think he ends up this year? Well, he's on his, you know, his lovely darkness retreat. Um, he's heading there this weekend. He, just, he was just on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. So um, what is that? They just sit in the dark? So they talked about it a little bit. It's, he's in the dark for four straight days. Um, he gets one meal a day. Um, and yeah, it's just like darkness like where it really emphasizes like meditation. Just like sitting in the dark meditating for four days. And then after that, it's like a six to eight hour acclimation back to light after that. So, but so like no technology, no nothing, just you and your thoughts for four days. That's a long four, that's gotta be a, the longest four days of your life. Just sitting there in the dark. Like, what do you do? What do you do? Yeah. Just like, well, he was saying he knows someone that did it for 30 days. Thirty thing. days. Thirty days. How do you in occupy the dark. yourself? What do you just they sleep just or meditate? Sleep, meditate. You know, bring Rosie there, Palmer and her five friends. There's like a three bathtub times in, in there. Or, Maybe a lot of hand work. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, yeah, little. Uh, but apparently, you are filmed during it too, like to to monitor you. What in case you just decide to go insane? Well, in case you like a medical emergency or something, I guess they film you just in case. So where do you do this? They have like a place. I, there was a place. He didn't say where it is, but obviously his probably doesn't want to give it away. But Dude, yeah, that's a good business idea. Just start a darkness retreat facility. You don't even need electricity. You just <laughs> you don't. Your electricity bill is like zero. Go sit in my tool shed in the back. <laughs> it's gonna charge you five hundred dollars a day. Oh man, but yeah, I'll film them. We'll film them on this podcast. It'll be great. But everyone expects him. I think to instantly pop out that treat and say, "Oh, this is my decision." But I don't think he's gonna give one right away. Like you know. Yeah, why? I don't know. He's going to come out and chill a little bit before and then say, okay, like, everyone thinks he's going in solely for, to decide that and nothing else. I would think but it's like, a bigger why, yeah, life yeah. decision. Something's going on there. Yeah, Maybe like, it's why, to retire or not. Or to but, like, like, why would you be like, I'm going to go do this just to decide about my football career? Like, obviously, it's going to be like about life and everything else that's going on and not just football. So that's why I kind of like, you know, when people say, oh, he's going in specifically for that, it makes no sense for those people that, that say that about him. It does. Like, what, what makes you say, I sat in the dark for four days, and now all of a sudden, um, I'm going to go to the darkest place in the NFL, the New York Jets. Like, what, <laughs> what, um, like, I, I don't know the thing. Oh, no, that, the Raiders could, might be uh, more dark. Oh, yeah, the black they hole. Because yeah. well, they constantly stink, too, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting. Would you ever do a darkness retreat? No. No? I'd go too bored. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... I could not make it. I was like just sitting there in the dark with my thoughts for so long. Couldn't do it. I'll I could, get way too bored. I could probably do it for a day, like 24 hours. No. Because you think, all right, you're going to sleep for at least 10 of that. Because if you're so bored, you have nothing to do. You just all right, but that, take a long night. That's 14 nap. hours you got left to kill. I mean, you can take a dump. That's like maybe a half hour. And then, you know, maybe some uh, hand jive for Larry. That's three well, minutes. For, well, then... for you, that's like a minute and a half. <laughs> <laughs> maybe less. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's just yeah. you and your thoughts it's from a, there. Yep. So that's why. Not I even know. a pad and a pen. Can't, you can't even bring a pad and a pen. Because at least I could, like, entertain myself drawing. It's or, dark. Or, How are you going to see what you're doing? I guess that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Aaron Rodgers into all that kind of hipstery weird stuff, right? Doesn't he like? Didn't he like take smoke yeah, ayahuasca he, with somebody and like? Yeah, last uh, roller coaster last ride? all season he did this like cleanse. I forget what it's called. Um, where it's basically like you just like are shitting and vomiting for like days on end. What? Yeah. See, he paid somebody to shit and vomit. Like I don't know if he paid for it. It's like a, it's like a medicinal thing he did to like cleanse his body. But he, yeah, he's like all about like 
The shit and puke? Yeah, yeah. He's he's all about like this medicinal and herbal like remedies for everything now. Like I don't know where it came from, but I think it started with his relationship with Shailene Woodley. All this, all this. She's stuff. like into all that mm -hmm. new age stuff. Ooh. Oh, absolutely. Yep, yep. Once they dated, that's when it all started. Um, the whole thing. So it's it's interesting, you know, all the stuff he does. I'm curious what he does next off season. Yeah, I, I don't know. What do you think? He's maybe he's trying to up the ante like every time. It seems like I mean, you went from shitting and puking. Results in now just sitting in the dark for days with nothing. Maybe next year combine the two, you shit and puke in the dark. Yep. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> I'm going to do that cleanse while in the dark. Yes, yes. You're just sitting in a pile of your own filth. Yep. Yes. Oh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. But if you had to, closing out the topic, where do you think Aaron Rodgers ends up next season? If you had to put money on it. It's tough because, like, you don't. We went through this last offseason where we were convinced he was going to Denver and he went back to Green Bay. I do think if he leaves, I'm going to say it's going to be the Jets just because Hackett's there as old coach. But then part of me thinks the Raiders as well because Devontae Adams is there and they're close. And it's Vegas. And it's Vegas. You're looking for a good time. I mean, either way is big markets both, both ways. But the Jets is like where the, but, every quarterback goes to die. Yeah. Brett Favre did it. Mm -hmm. Just like, yeah, he'd truly be following the Brett Favre path. It would be. If Spend he goes right to the Jets. years with the Packers and then you go to the Jets yeah. for one um, shitty season. I'm going to go out of limb. Yeah, I'm going to say that, you know, I'm going to say he goes back to the Packers on a, safe, on a restructured deal. We'll see. Unless they're ready to just move on to Jordan Love and get away from the That's circus. the only reason why the Packers think, like, okay, it's Jordan Love's time. That's the only way I would think he'd leave, but if they want him there, I think he'll be there. Because Jordan Love sat there for what? Three seasons or two seasons? Three years now, I believe. They're right. That's almost him. the same path so as Aaron yeah, Rodgers. It's literally the Rodgers path. So imagine like it's the three years and Rodgers leaves to the Jets. It's literally identical situations. Like that's very unheard of. And that's, I think, for a quarterback's development, that's probably the best case scenario. Let them sit for three years. They're going to know that playbook better than anybody else. They're going to be. Well, I would say for at least for a developmental guy, because that's what Love was. Like, you definitely let him sit. But, you know, because, like, when he played. Two years ago, he looked like complete crap. This year when he played, he looked a little better, so I'd be curious how he'd look in year four with actual, like, full offseason as a starter. Yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> sat for three years, mm -hmm. and he would come in sparingly in the blowouts or when Brett yep. Favre had to step out for a minute, and he didn't look that great. But when he came in as a starter in 2008, mm -hmm. he looked studly. Yeah. Looked great right away. Yep. They ended up going with the, and he was just, in the Super Bowl only like two years and later. And he was his first of like the scrambling around being able to like pass from the pocket. Like you had Michael Vick who just scrambled and ran, but Aaron Rodgers was the first that like, you know, was mobile but did it to throw the ball, not to just, you know, run. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I'm going to say the Raiders because Devontae Adams, if you want to have one more shot to, to win, play a little blackjack, yeah. you know, get a couple of stakes, you know. Well, if he does leave Green Bay, out of those two options, he is upgrading the weapons he has around him no matter what because the Packers' options are not very good. For sure. But we'll see. But staying on the gridiron, mm -hmm. uh, football is not done yet. It is not. a season. You could uh, say it's, you know, a season starting. We are just getting started, yeah. actually. And I'm excited for this because I was a fan of it three years ago. I was too, yeah. I was a fan of it 22 years ago. And then it went away. I was a fan of it three years ago. And then, mm. unfortunately, the pandemic kind of killed it. And, and thankfully... It? Four games in? I think it's about four. Uh, four or six games in. Yeah. Uh, they they got a full month in, something like that. Yeah. They started in February. Yeah, maybe four weeks I think it was in. like about four games in, yeah. So the it's the return of the XFLs coming back once again. I'm excited. Again. I'm excited. Um, I thought they were really on to something three years ago. It was ago. doing well when it started. It was doing great, solid ratings. Yeah, except maybe a couple stadiums didn't do so well, but when, like in the the ones they were in the right stadiums, I feel like it did very well. Like the uh, the New York New Jersey team that was playing in MetLife, I don't think did so well because it was way too big of a stadium. Yeah, eighty thousand the people. They and, had maybe 10, and the stadium looked there. empty when they were there. But if you go to a team like, for example, you have like the DC Defenders. They play at a soccer stadium. You know, it was packed. Yep. You had uh, I thought a genius place they had a team is in St. Louis. The Battlehawks. Who, who had just lost the Rams, you know. You know, the that week... place was packed, the Edward Jones Dome, like, for those games. So, like, it's all about strategy, I think, as far as arenas, where they play, too, if it's going to be successful. And finding those cities that maybe underserve from a professional team standpoint, mm -hmm. that 
I think is the way you win. Um, so I think they did a solid move by moving some of the teams around. Oh, so yeah. They, but they have their flagship, the St. Louis Battlehawks. Mm-hmm. You know, the week that they had to cancel because of COVID, mm-hmm. they shut the league down. Yep. They sold out the Edward Jones Dome. They were going to yeah. have like 50,000, 60,000 people there for that one. And then obviously... Yeah, it was obviously a smart move to bring them back. And I think, what was it, the D.C. team stayed... Uh, Seattle, um, Seattle, Seattle had like 30,000 people at, and they played a Quest Field or whatever it's called now, yeah. CenturyLink or whatever. Uh, Is that where they're playing again they or are they playing s- elsewhere this time? I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, but they, oh, yeah. they were playing at the same, the Seahawks stadium. Well, they're back, and then um, Houston's back as well. I think it's four teams. So they've got eight teams this yeah, time around. DC have, Defenders are back. You have You've three got, in Texas. Yes. It's you, Arlington, San Antonio, and Houston. Yes, uh, the repeats from the original from the league three years ago. DC Defenders are back. St. Louis Battlehawks are back. Mm-hmm. Seattle, uh, they were the Seattle Dragons. They're now the Seattle Sea Dragons. Yep. So not much difference. They're yep. back. Um, then you have the uh, Houston. You th- said right. Houston Roughnecks are yep. back. Uh, yep. You have the they were the Dallas uh, Renegades. Yeah, they're the Arlington Renegades. Yeah, literally Arlington Dallas. Yeah, like, tomato, tomato, potato, potato. Mm-hmm. They're like neighboring yep. towns. Yep. Uh, and then you ha- they moved a couple of teams. They- One's in Orlando now. The um, Orlando Guardians, I think it is. Yeah, so that was formerly the New York team. Yeah, they moved to Orlando, which and I think is a solid move. You have the um, the Las Vegas Vipers now. Yes, they were in Tampa Bay yep. last three years ago. Um, so I think it's a good opportunity. There's a lot of young talent out there that, oh, yeah. <laughs> as you saw this past like two seasons, a lot of the ups- like the, the young stars that had a... Uh, a chance as a backup, and even came in and started for a while. There's a lot of XFL players, like the PJ yeah, Walkers, PJ Taylor Wal- Heineke. Yeah, PJ Walker was the star of the XFL um, last time around. Him and uh, Jordan Tamu, mm-hmm. who got a job, I think, it was with the Chiefs after, but now he's back in the XFL. Jordan Tamu this year, which is exciting. Yeah, he was. Is he on the Battlehawks again? No, he's on DC now. Why wouldn't that would make sense to just put him on the? I don't yeah. know how it worked with like assigning players to teams. But... Um, so I know he was after they had the XFL draft and he signed. So I think he was like somewhere else and decided to come play for the XFL so that he signed with the defenders. I did see Brett Hundley is in the league, and I think that's a solid yep. move. He actually was half decent. I think he's on Seattle, maybe? Yeah. I think uh, he was half decent for yeah, the. Yeah, um... but he's just a backup level quarterback, though. Yeah. For the Packers, a, one, a couple times he won a yeah, couple he was, of games. He there. was with. He was with Arizona, I know, as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was with that the Seahawks as well. I forget. But I know he's definitely with the Cardinals and Packers. Um, but, yeah, he's he's okay. I mean, I don't think any of the quarterbacks in this league are going to make anything. Um, so it's really the skill players you're going to look at more so for, for jobs. Especially, and I would say, running back position. Running back for sure, because running back is not what it used to be. Running back, you used to invest big money into having a yep. star player. Yep. Now and you now, find all these guys, like, undrafted, like, six-round pick, seven-round pick. It's it's crazy. Yeah, and it's almost like you'd rather more invest in, like, the offensive line mm-hmm. and get three guys for the price of one all-star back. Yep. When it's always these, level, like... Same level of production. And it's always, like, these small school running backs, so it's not like the big school guys that are going late and turning into these stars. Mm-hmm. Like, you had, uh, what was it, Elijah Mitchell in the 49ers was a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, just recently come to memory. Um, it's it, it's so common now. It is. Um, so give me your thoughts on the league. How do you think it does? Do you think it makes it past this um, one season? Hopefully it does. So I think a lot of it is going to depend on, number one, attendance. You know, are they in the right stadiums? Because, like I said, if they're in, like, the MetLife stadiums and the big football stadiums, I don't think it's going to survive because, you know, those stadiums cost so much to probably rent out. So they need to kind of lower their expense costs. So that's why like a soccer stadium is kind of like probably the most ideal fit because you can easily fill them out. They're probably not nowhere near as expensive as a football stadium for sure. Um, so I think that's the, probably the biggest way for them to succeed. And then also obviously viewership is going to be a big factor. So you got to have the right broadcast teams on all this, you know. Um, so ESPN has to do a good job of pushing it because it's what ESPN ABC, I believe. Yeah, the, the Disney it. group <laughs> is – so last time around – they had a deal with like multiple networks. Mm-hmm. ABC had a, a slate of games. NBC, I think, and yeah. Fox. Yeah. Um, but this time, the Disney Group has all the rights. So yep. it's ABC, FX, ESPN, ESPN Two. Yeah. They're all in that. And, and ESPN Plus too. And I think also for it to succeed, you know, 
Dwayne John's gonna have to put a lot of work into it too, like prom promoting it, like, you know, being a visible owner, I would say. You know, like kind of like how Vince McMahon was the like visible owner of WWE or like, you know, he needs to be that visible owner of XFL so everyone knows he's the guy in promoting, you know, the XFL as a league. And I think he is doing that. Like I just saw a trailer. They put out a documentary series uh, that's going to yeah. be ESPN Plus mm -hmm. about the building, the rebuilding yeah. of the XFL, and he's all yeah. over it as well. Like, yeah, because of course, well, that's the thing too. Of course, you're going to see him all be about it like at the start, but you want to see it be like continued thing, not just okay, you know, I'm starting the XFL. Here it is, and then all of a sudden, poof, I'm gone. Yeah, I, I agree, and I'm, I think. The difference is, like, he was a player, and he was that, his whole kind of mantra is, uh, I was that guy that didn't get drafted or didn't get to make it to that next opportunity. I didn't have that second chance. Yep. And he's there to provide that second chance to those players with this league. Yeah, I think it'll, I think it'll be better than the, uh, the USFL. Yeah, the USFL, yeah. that's a, yeah, a different kind of business model. They're, they're playing all the games in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, what's well, like a developmental, they consider, like XFL, I guess, is advertising as like a, its own entity. Yeah, it is. Um, and they're, it's interesting. Let's see how, like, they're both going to play this year. Mm -hmm. So the difference, I mean, and I'm, I like the way this is structured, is the, the XFL is playing from February to April. And then and USFL then is right after, correct? April to, like, July. Yeah. So it's almost like you get year-round football, which is kind of mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, I'm enjoying that. I'm excited. But, I mean, USFL doesn't have that many eyes on it. Like, was it on, like, CBS Sports Network, I think, or it's something like that? The, so the Fox owns the USFL. So okay. they're on Fox, I, FS, yeah, FS1. I, I, never, I never see them on ever. It's, like, rare. They, they used to be on, like, FS1 a lot and, mm -hmm. like, channels like that. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. And then they had, like, the... I mean, it was fun. I, again, you know, it's kind of tying into my whole sad Sunday year for me is the all like we had four Philadelphia teams blow the championship game this year the first yes. one was the stars in the USFL mm -hmm. championship last summer yeah and then right after that in the, the union and the Phillies and the, obviously the Eagles and the question is will the Sixers make it so that would that would be my uh, one thing to, one. to kind of wipe it all away is if the 76ers can bring home a trophy. Yes. I mean, you know I'm a big Sixers fan, so I would love that. But, you know, my hopes aren't high at the moment. they got to catch fire. they got to get... They, they play too lazy in the regular season. That's my thing. You know, being able to switch that gear, I think, is so hard. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's um, it's it's tough because somebody I saw on Facebook, they said there's there's three things that are life in, uh, certain in life. Mm -hmm. uh, death. Taxes and a Sixers second round playoff elimination. <laughs> I mean, that's all it's been lately. It's what it's been but, for the last know, ten years. I mean, I yeah. Like. I think like too for them to do well. Like I would love to see for once Joel Embiid be healthy in the playoffs because every year injured, no matter what. Like it's been his face like two times. You know, he's he's always injured like in the his playoffs. Face or his knee or his hand yeah. one time. Something's it's just always like... wrong. So I'd like to have, see a healthy Embiid in the playoffs for once because then maybe they actually have a chance. So let's kind of stick there a little bit. We just had the trade deadline. There was a lot of movement. Oh, yeah. So give Lots me your thoughts on how the league looks now and shaping up into the playoffs after some of these transactions. Well, I think obviously the natural attention goes to what the Nets did because, you know. They cleaned house. They, they cleaned house because, you know, the lovely person Kyrie is, you know, he's a great, great team guy. You know, he, he really cares about his teammates, um, you know, requested a trade. Was I shocked? No, because I've always said he's a cancer to his team. Like, just think he broke up the Cavs. Um, and, you know, LeBron left because of Kyrie initially. Um, when he was in Boston, you know, he was a cancer there. Like, claimed initially start of the year, oh, I'm coming back to Boston no matter what. And then said, nope, just kidding. I'm taking my talents elsewhere now to Brooklyn. And now he just broke up a Brooklyn team pretty much. And, you know, James Harden even came out and goes, you know, I don't look like the crazy one now anymore. Yeah. Because uh, that was kind of pointing, like, you know, I knew this – crap was going on with Kyrie all along so you know I'm not the crazy one anymore um so I think that's where everyone's natural attention goes and I don't blame Durant for asking out after that because like what's left of that team like he wasn't going to win a title um and now going to the Suns you know that's going to be a force to be reckoned with Chris Paul finally has like you know since they lost the finals a couple years ago is like probably his best chance ever to win a title even more so Booker than that year all that yeah because yeah. you have book you have Devin Booker Durant and Chris Paul on the same team. Stuff. And I think it works better than the Nets did for Durant because Chris Ball is like a pure point guard. Like he's fine scoring two points and just dishing out assists. Like he does like doesn't need the score. 
he's fine with that. Whereas Kyrie, when he Durant played with him, Kyrie had to get his points, had to get his stats. Um, so I think it's going to work out a lot better for the Suns because um, those are really the big moves. I mean, you had the Lakers with D'Angelo Russell coming in, which I don't know how that trade worked so well. Be- well, worked for out for Lakers so well because they gave up so little and got so much. So they got Russell. Um, they got Malik Beasley, and they got um, Jared Vanderbilt out of it. Yeah. For basically giving up nothing shipping out. So I feel I was, like they always kind of do that. The Lakers always find a way kind of yeah. out of it. Yeah, so the Lakers absolutely upgrade their Celtics. They brought in Hachimura um, about a week earlier. So Lakers were in a good spot. Um, you know, I think well, they're the eliminated team, now, so yeah. it's just, they're kind of just coasting at this point. Yeah, I, I think the... Uh, the Western, like you really saw most of the action in the Western Conference uh, in the trade deadlines. I think once that Durant move happened, like it was like an arms race to be like, all right, we got to load up. So you saw the Clippers make moves, you saw Lakers make moves, you know, everyone was trying to load up to try and compete with the Suns now. Whereas the East kind of mostly standed pat. Like the Bucks added, uh, had a little move where they added uh, Jay Crowder. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had the Sixers who, you know, shipped off Thibault who couldn't never shoot off to Portland and brought in Jaden McDaniel. So, you know, um, East didn't do too much trade-wise. But, no, so, yeah. Much. How do you like, what do you think of Dallas adding Kyrie to with Luka? I personally don't like it because, I mean, they've done all right so far together, but it's two ball-dominant guys that have to have the ball in their hands. Like, you know, Kyrie's a natural point guard, but once again, his point scoring. Dallas's offense has always re- revolved around Luka having the ball in his hands and just dribbling the shot clock out pretty much till he decides to do something. So that's why I don't think it's going to work out because, you know, it, the Dallas offense is always Luka running the shot clock down, dribbling, penetrating, and they're kicking or scoring. And with Kyrie, that doesn't mesh so well. Yeah, it's a team sport for sure. Mm-hmm. And when you got somebody who's got to be the star at all times. Yeah. It's not going to gel well. I kind of feel like that was like an owner move because Mark Cuban has been trying for so long to get a star player there, like outside Luka, and finally he's like, ooh, I can finally get one. Like, let me do this, like, no matter the fit. Uh, Because, you know, Mark Cuban as a person is, you know, very aggressive, very, you know, out there. Yep. Um, So I think that was more of an owner-driven trade, I would say. So uh, what is Kyrie's contract situation? Is he there long-term or is it just for this year? No, he can be out after this season. So if it doesn't work out, he he can be done. So we'll see what happens. I think it's, I think it's a player option he has. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see for sure. Um, so where do you think if you had to put money on it now? Early playoff predictions for the NBA. What okay. do you what do you think? Who do you, who do you think makes it to the? Let's just do the conference finals and the final four. Final four. I'm gonna say definitely the Suns now. Um, with the moves. See, I'm between the Clippers and Lakers right now, Nuggets. I'm between all three of them. Um, but I'm going to stay with the moves. The Lakers are out. No, they're... I just swore I thought they were eliminated. They're not, nope, they're not eliminated. Huh. Nope, nope. No one's know. eliminated yet. Maybe I had too much ice cream. You're, you're too concerned about you the Eagles. more whipped cream? I'm all right. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to say... Oh, I just made a mess on myself. I'm going <sighs> to say the, the Lakers do it. So I'm going to say Suns, Lakers, and then the East... Right now, as much as I want to say this, Sixers will be there. I'm going to say Bucks Celtics. Although, if it's not Bucks Celtics, it's going to be Celtics Sixers. That would be fun. Yeah. I need something to hang on to. Yeah. Pepperoni. I need something. Yes. I need something to cope. Me too. Oh, yeah. I need something for the Sixers finally because I'm tired of these second run exits. Uh, they have to finally get over that hump. Yeah. I've been trusting the process for a decade. Oh, yeah. 2013, We've, we've, we've really started. been trusting it. Yes. We have, yes. When are we going to land the plane, finally? Mm. Um, so, if let's just kind of wrap up there. Would you, if you go back to the process that started 10 years ago, mm-hmm. would you do it all over again? The, or would you have maybe go, took a different approach? Um, I think where it went wrong is all the... Uh, the general manager changing they had. Like, you know, you started with the Sam Hankey, and they kind of just kicked him to the curb and they let him finish what he started. And then you went to Colangelo, who just kind of, I would say, ruined the franchise, honestly. I mean, you look at his picks when he was there. Ben Simmons was a draft pick. He's going out the door. Um, he traded our, he traded up to one overall to take Markel Fultz over Jason Tatum. Well, that's probably the biggest so, miss like, in the last decade. And then another... 
terrible trade he made um, is he traded, he drafted Mikal Bridges and made a draft night trade to trade for Zaire Smith. So right there, you could have had Mikal Bridges, who is now a solid um, three in the league, and you have like an all-NBA Jason Tatum you could have had on your team. So I think it started out well with Hinky, and then Colangelo completely ruined the process. Um, and then Elton Brands tried to get it back on track. The only bad things Elton Brand did was the Tobias Harris contract. Now I think it looks as a bad one because they gave him a max deal over Jimmy Butler. Um, and then the Al Horford deal they had where they yeah. paid him a crap ton. So, you know, like there's some like things I would have definitely done done differently. But like personally, I would have stuck with Hanky to see where this all was going with him instead of being like, oh, Colangelo's available. Let's go get Colangelo. And then obviously Colangelo had a scandal, which is why he got the boot. But I probably would have brought in a more seasoned GM than Elton Brand, I think, as well. Yeah, but I mean, he was, I guess, the, the loyal to Elton Brand, you know, as a well, player, then a Elton what, Brand a consultant. Was the, uh, the G League team GM. Yeah. Which is why he got it. So, um, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. It's exciting stuff. Hopefully, it ends, uh, it will literally wipe away all of us if I could see a Sixers world title. Oh, absolutely. This year. I, I would kill for a Sixers title. Wipe away all my, uh, all of my tears. It's been way too many years, you know. It's been since the 80s. Yeah, 82. Yeah, we've got a three-one finals. Uh, one, I mean, I saw, I got to see all four teams in a championship mm-hmm. a couple of times. I saw, I only saw the Sixers once in 01. Yep. And then I saw the Flyers in 97, and they lost. And in 2010, they lost. Yep. And then, obviously, the Super Bowl, I got to see the Eagles in three times. Mm-hmm. They went one for three. One, one for two. Yep. And then, baseball, I saw... Three, one Phillies win, two one, losses. One win, two losses. Yep, so not a good track record, but uh, it's not a good record in, in championship uh, matchups. Um, what the heck are you gonna do, right, grandson? <laughs> huh? <laughs> um, so uh, I just want to switch gears a little bit because I was scrolling her Instagram and I always mm-hmm. see these, and I get excited this time of year. You start to see like some of the uh, summer concert lineups that get populated. Mm-hmm. I saw Yellow Card is coming back for the 20th anniversary of Ocean, Ocean yeah. Avenue. Story of the Year. The Story of the Year is coming out with a new album. Like in, I think it's. I think it's an album. Next month. Next, next month. I think. Next month. Next I month. I believe March. It came out already, or maybe they've released some songs. They've released four songs for it so far, um, and then I think the album comes out next month. Um, I'm stoked, and they're going to be playing on that. That tour with Yellow Card, so it's just yeah. And Story of the Year never goes on tour. Yeah, I've never. I would. I've always. I literally pop for that. Yeah, every like, time they're in like St. Louis area only. I think like yeah. nowhere else. Because they kind of went away and away for a while. It's been yeah. It's been a long while since they've been away. I would say at least like ten years. It feels like. Well, they had they had they had an album obviously oh three. I think they had another one between oh yeah. seven or oh eight. They had the Black Swan. They had one in two thousand ten. The Constant. Constant was 2010. Yeah. Then they went away for a while. Then I think they had they they re-released like they did like a best of. Thing. Yeah. There was no like, but since they haven't. 20, really they had one in 2017. Then. Wolves came out in 2017. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So it's been. And then another six years later. So. Yeah. They're definitely going to take time off. I would say. So I got pumped for all this. I'd love to get out to some shows this year. So Breaking Benjamin's doing a tour mm-hmm. yeah. uh, with they with. Who uh, who are they with? I sent you the screen. I was like, wait a look. Do they have a different? Yeah. So they, do they have a different lead singer not breaking Benjamin? I don't know. It's not Benjamin himself. I, I thought he became sober and he's still doing it. Cause I'm. Oh, I'm thinking of another band. Was it Three Days Grace? Maybe someone. They've changed, got a different singer. Yeah, yeah. Some, they sound. That's who it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone changed their lead singer, and I was like, this. They sound terrible now. There's I, a lot of them. They they changed their lead singer, and I'm like, you're like a different band now. Yep. They literally sound like a different band. Like Three Days Grace sounds nothing like the old Three Days Grace. Um, <coughs> I don't think they're that bad. I mean, the new stuff they put out, but Drowning Pools had a different lead singer. I feel like every other year they have a different lead singer. Yeah. Um, and they've all sound completely different. Yeah, it doesn't always work out when you change singers, I would say. No, and sometimes it's okay. And I've been thinking about that a lot, you know, because I'd love to see someday when the time is right for Linkin Park to get back together. I have a story about what so do you I'm got? I'm going to flip this around. Yeah, so Let's hear your story. Story this. time. So 2018, uh, I'm going to talk about probably one of my best concert memories. Okay. Um, well, there's three up there. There's me and the, uh, the guitarist from Rise Against. Mm-hmm. There was... Um, we were at... Was that, was that the one we were at together? Uh, I, no, I went 
this was I went I saw them five times. Oh, um, Jesus. <laughs> this was like two weeks before your wedding. I went and met the guitarist. Um, then there was uh, the Day to Remember concert that we both went to, but I sat on the floor and you were up in the stands. I like that held them up. In, that was oh, that's the one. That's what I'm. Oh, it's on yeah. National yeah. Center, Trenton. Yeah, and then yep. probably the best concert memory, 2018. So uh, me and my wife went to the Radio 104.5 birthday show. It was Judah and the Lion, AJR, Imagine Dragons. We love all those bands. Mm-hmm. But there was one mystery performer. And it wasn't until the day before they announced it. Mike Shinoda performed oh, man. one year after Chester Bennington. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Him singing in the end and having the crowd sing Chester's oh my parts God, that's, oh was my God. the most yes. oh my emotional God. thing I've ever seen. Chills. And he just said, like, I have to keep making music. It keeps me going. So, like, yeah, that's that's, my that's story. chills, emotional. Wow, yeah. So oh I kind of saw them, but that was yeah. the best I can do. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That is something. Can't top that one, I think. For sure. Um, I always thought if Lincoln Park's going to get back together, like, who, who do you think would be a good replacement to do? I don't know, because that voice is so unique he had. But I have I, one. Okay, let's, let's, let's hear you have. Jeremy McKinnon. No, no, no. Uh, the voices aren't aren't similar. They don't enough. have to be identical, but no, like, I don't think you, it's close enough. I think it would be sick to hear to, if he did at least one tour, not like a permanent member of the band, but if he was gonna do one, even if it's a short run tour with Lincoln Park as yeah. and doing Chester's parts, but like the screaming thought, parts, the deep vocals of Jeremy, like would really like I add just, some fire to some of those songs. I just don't know if there's anyone that could do it. Like you know, his voice was so unique. That, like, you know, I think anything would be a downgrade, for sure. It, it wouldn't be the same, for sure. It'll no. never be the same. But, uh, you know, I think it needs to happen. I think it's, there's a, they left a legacy for so long. There's a lot of fans out well, there. Did yeah. you see they, like, re- released, like, a Lost song? They've done a lot, Recently. too. Like, like the, this was, like, a week ago. Oh, I didn't check oh, that no, out. I'll have to look at that, was, yeah. Uh, the 20th anniversary of Meteora. Okay. That was 03, so that makes sense. There was an unreleased song from a day, like, called Lost, so they, like, just released it. Hmm, it sounds like it. back in the day. I will have so, to check yeah. that out. Uh, does it have that Meteora yeah. uh, hybrid theory, like, mm-hmm. hip-hop rock stuff? Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm excited. I'm going to play that right after we're done recording here. Um, but they did that, uh, I think it was two or three years ago, they did a 20th anniversary re-release yeah. Yeah. of hybrid, hybrid Theory, hybrid, and there's yeah. a ton of demo tracks on there that are Ooh. actually really, yeah, it's, like, it's along awesome. those lines, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's some real... Uh, one of my favorite songs I've never heard until two years ago was actually from 1998 or 99 that was never released. It's called Step Up. It's like this... It's like old school Lincoln Park that nobody ever really heard because it was a demo song yep. like 20 years ago. Uh, but I was like... I remember the yeah. first time I heard I'm like, this is fucking awesome, this song. <laughs> like, why did they put this out? Yeah. Oh, um, so kind of wrapping up there a little bit. So you mentioned some really cool concert moments. What's your favorite concert memory if you had to... Pick one or two oh. or a couple. And then say, what was your oh. first concert? <laughs> or what was your first concert? My first concert. Oh, boy. What was my first concert? It might have been... It might have been we were, went to a date, remember? Electric Factory. Yes. March where, 11th, 2011. Our old buddy, Donnie B. Donnie P. Pissed in a bottle. Had yes. Pissed in a bottle in the car. Because <laughs> it was pouring outside. Um, and it was before we could get in. Oh, no. It was after the concert. It was after the This concert. was after the concert. Uh, I think like the bathroom was closed. They wouldn't let you go or something. He really had to pee. So he literally just sits in my, in my car and tells us to all look away and just starts peeing on the bottle. That's what and I remember that. the second. Here is the, when I heard the stream come, I started yeah. bursting into laughter. <laughs> And and, he's, and he started laughing. He's like, "Stop making me laugh! I'm gonna yes. piss all over the car." Yeah, I think in the moment that was my favorite concert uh, concert story. It's something that happened at a concert. It's that piss in the bottle thing from him. That was a great moment <laughs> for sure. Um, and I remember before that waiting in line because it was pouring. Like you mm-hmm. mentioned, yep. Uh, and it was it was March, so it was still kind of cold. Yep. There was like some girls in front of us with an umbrella, mm-hmm. and they dipped the umbrella back and it just dumped yep. water all over me. It like, yep. had like a hypothermia by the time uh, I got in. Oh yeah. Um, that was a great concert, though, when it actually happened. That oh, first man, what was show, it? Uh, it was Pierce the Veil. Remember they played... Bring Me the Horizon. I think they opened, remember. right, and came out with Black and Yellow. They did a remix yes. of... Oh, I remember that. I was, that was good. And just to think of it now, like, all those bands would be headliners their own now. Yeah. Like, and it was we got to see them bundled mm-hmm. together like that. Yep. Really Yeah, cool. I would say that one, and then probably my all-time favorite one um, was an Iration Fortunate Youth Concert. 
little reggae concert. Like, okay. oh, they're my two favorite reggae bands. They were in the same show together. Oh, it was so good. There's nothing like going to a concert. And I, it's something I regret doing, not doing more of over the years, mm -hmm. like back when I was in college or whatever and without responsibilities. Um, because you remember like every concert you go to. So if it costs yep. you even 20 all the way up to $300 to go, yep. it's worth it because it's like you're going to remember that forever. Yeah. Like I think I remember every concert I've probably been to. Oh, and yeah. My first concert was also Electric Factory. It was 30 Seconds to Mars with Ooh. Neon Trees opening like a month before they got big. Mm -hmm. And wow. Math opening for them, which was mm -hmm. excellent. I used to love 30 Seconds to Mars. Jared Leto, yeah. Emmy, or no, Oscar award-winning actor. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah, I picked Mohawk at the time. <laughs> Interesting, yeah. 2010, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean, Electric Factory show. R.I.P. Electric Factory. I don't oh, it's, it's gone? I don't think it's open anymore. Oh, damn. It's definitely not. The, if it is open, it's not, I know it's not Electric Factory anymore. It's something else. I don't remember what it is now yeah. and what they do there. But I know it's that doesn't exist anymore, for sure. So that one was good. I saw Fleetwood Mac at the Wells Fargo Center. Okay. Uh, right before the pandemic. And then the lead mm -hmm. singer ended up dying, like, uh, Christine mm -hmm. McVie, like, uh, like, this past year. So that was probably yeah. one of her last shows she ever did with that... Oh, like some of the original band members. Uh, so that was awesome because they're just legends. Um, I got to go to the Firefly Festival in 2015. That okay. was cool because festivals are just yeah. awesome. Um, you know, I, I went to um, a day I remember Blink-182. That was a great show as well. That, I, I didn't go to that one, but I went to... That was that, to, it was a Susquehanna or whatever it's called. Yeah, I yeah. saw, uh, I think it was a year later, I saw Blink and Little Wayne and <laughs> What a Deep. combo, yeah. Yeah, very di different combo, but... Uh, Although it's crazy on Blink-182, they went back to uh, Tom now. Yes. He's back, and you know, they gave the other guy the boot, like, you know. Yeah, the guy took it like you, a champ. You, feel, you like, feel bad for him, kind of. I feel like, bad, but even he was like, "It's Tom." He's like, "Yeah, but he was in the, the band. original." Like guy. he was kind of becoming part of the band because he was in it for so long. Now they're kind of like, "Ah, Tom wants to come back. See ya!" Like give him the boot right away. Like no questions asked. Like, "Hey, do you want to stay? Maybe we can make this another like, like a four, like piece. a four piece." But there's like, "No, later, dude." Yeah, and uh, you know, hey, you know, what are you gonna do? Right? It's 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 Tom DeLong. He's a legend, yep. and oh, yeah. you know, it's that that original that core of three right there. They're, yeah, they're so I'm curious what their next album's going to sound like with them back. What's it coming out? Are they, are they're they definitely working on something. They released the one song, Edging, yeah. which is... Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of it. It's okay. Yeah, I wasn't big on it yet. It's okay. Tom, Tom sounds different, honestly. He doesn't have... He's got like a scratchier, lower-pitched yeah, voice now. He doesn't have that classic Tom voice as of now. Yeah, and he was. it was funny. He was on like Instagram or TikTok mm -hmm. like trying to redo some of those old high-pitched notes he used to hit. Mm -hmm. Like uh, he... Uh, he was taking questions from fans. This was like a thing, and they're like, "Can you do like the, uh, like the, do a bar from uh, I Miss You?" And he and he's like, "All right, here it goes, acapella." He's just like, "Where are you?" Like, and it was just the way he did it was just kind of like not the same. It's not the same. Yeah, I don't know if it's just getting older or if, or is something going on with the vocals. He there, finally but... had puberty and his balls are dropping. He did. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna say I'm happy they're back. Um, I'm pumped for their album. I'm a big Blink guy, but um, we'll see. I, I mean, I go to tickets. They're like, a, oh, they're astronomical, they're like yep. ridiculous, mm -hmm. like eight hundred dollars a ticket. I am mad because yeah. um, when Warp Tour was in, I think Atlantic City a couple years ago, like I had tickets, and yep. I just couldn't go, so I didn't end up going. What, what happened? Why couldn't you go? Oh. Was Blink a part of that one? Yeah. They're not doing Warp this year, but they're doing like something else called Adjacent Festival. Yeah. Blink is on that. Mm -hmm. And Andrew McMahon's there. And I'll kind of wrap on this. Um, probably one of the coolest uh, concert experiences I went to. I saw Andrew McMahon. No, actually, no, it was Jack's Mannequin. Mm -hmm. But it was at a movie, a small movie theater in New York City. Mm -hmm. Natalie's huge fans of them. So she's like, she got tickets in a raffle. She's like, oh my God, you're coming with me. It's like we're dating in college. Yeah. And, uh, I go there. There's like literally 30 people there, and there's this. They're a pretty big alternative band, playing like an acoustic set. Mm -hmm. And they had on the screen they they made like short films like that go along with the music. Yeah. And then they did like a meet and greet, so I got to meet like Andrew McMahon of the band like right after. And uh, you know, I'm not the biggest Jack Smanick or Andrew McMahon fan. I like them. I like them for sure. Uh, but I'm not like a super fan. But just to be there in a, a setting like that, mm -hmm. that was kind of that was really cool. I'll never forget that. 2011. Um, 
So, so fun, fun stuff. Hope to get out of a sh couple of shows this summer, or at least one show. Yeah, everyone's going back on the tour finally, you know. Let's go to that uh, Breaking Benjamin show. I saw them acoustic and they were great, so. That would be cool. Yeah, I'm not a Misty a Day Remember acoustic tour. Yeah, I feel like they're not really around here that much anymore. No, they're around all the time. Really? They're in Philly, New they York, were, Jersey area? Just, well, the acoustic tour came to Philly, like, I think in December they were here. Well, as you're going to find out, when you have children, it's uh, it needs a little more time, of a prep work. Time to, blurs. Time blurs and to, like, get out of the house, like, to do something you have to, like, mm -hmm. it's super, like, a lot of arrangements. But, um, so, uh, let's, let's kind of pivot a little bit. Okay. Because uh, we kind of talk about this a little bit. And, um, you know, uh, people are always trying to give advice for different things. And we've kind of toyed around the idea of doing something tying into relation. I think when we were... Uh, moving boxes uh, at your house yeah. with uh, with our other friend Chris. We were kind of talking about different like relationship advice. Mm -hmm. So, kind of doing the the pivot a little bit. Mm -hmm. What would you say is some, you've been married for a little while now? What do you what would you say is some bad or relationship advice that you give to perhaps our friend over here who's who could be with us tonight? That like what he shouldn't do. <laughs> yes. So like if he did this, this is not going to go well yes. for him. That's gotten you in the doghouse before. That's gotten me in the doghouse. Ooh. I think, like, you know, when you purposely do things that you know the person doesn't like. And you tiptoe along that edge a little bit? You've done that? You do that? Mm, oh, yeah. Do you do it purposely? Absol or oh, do you, absolutely. I do you do it, it just because you want to, like, yep. get them upset purposely? Yep, like, there's certain parts of her she doesn't want me touching. Like, sometimes just in order of, like, oh, boop, boop. And she gets so, so mad at me, like, oh. So what's, like, an unusual thing that she would get mad at you for that might... Not, not seem like a big deal. I'll give you an example. Okay. Um, if I am laying on her side of the bed, mm -hmm. all hell breaks loose. It's like a big thing. Like I, one time I, I went in there and I just took a nap and I was laying on her side of the bed mm -hmm. and she had freaked out at me. She's like, you're on my side of the bed. And I'm like, uh, mm -hmm. you're not here. Who cares? He's like, that's yeah. my side. I'm like. Okay, I guess we're gonna play so, this game now. At first, she used to get furious at me when I was, cause I, I love to wear my shoes. Like my feet get cold so like easily, no matter what. I used to just go into bed and have my shoes on my feet, and she used to hate it. And her like biggest pet peeve, like even if my shoes are off, is when my feet touch her pillow. So like sometimes be a jerk. Like I'll just have my socks on. I purposely get, like if she's annoying me, I'll just take my feet and like kick them <laughs> up off my pillow. Like, <laughs> Just really kind of just add some salt. Yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, look at this pillow now. Like, mm -hmm. and she gets so mad at me. Mm -hmm. So that's a nice little simple thing she gets mad at me about. Her biggest pet peeve for me is like her hair. Her hair? It's everywhere. She sheds like a dog. Uh, I can see that. Yes, uh, I deal with a similar thing. I've yep. got a wife with very, very charismatic hair. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it ends up uh, leaving a mark everywhere. Yeah, but I think definitely that'd be to do things that, you know, that annoy them on purpose. Uh, yes, uh, that would definitely do it. But mine, so, I don't know. So somehow I'm still married, but you know. <laughs> mine is, you know, my piece is like they just, there's no winning, really winning an argument. And even if you do have a good case well, the, for So it, the bad advice would be, you know, always try to win an argument. <laughs> yes, because it's, it's literally impossible. I think it's impossible to yeah. win an argument with a woman. I, you know, here's the thing. This is, <laughs> here's the thing. It's a weird thing in my family, like, where the men always have to have the last word. So anytime my wife and I argue, I always have to have the last word no matter what. <laughs> so so I, I, no matter what, I, I feel like I walk out winning no matter what because I always have to get the last word in. And if I get the last word, I feel like I'm a winner. But I feel like that's bad relationship advice, though, saying always have the last word. Yes, yes, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend that either. Um, because even if you do and you feel like you've conquered the situation, yep, uh, I feel like they don't forget anything. Nope. And they'll bring it up like five years later. <laughs> like I've said, some I've mouthed off like years ago, and it still comes back around yep. once in a while. I remember sometimes thinking in my head like, "Yeah, suck it. I got the last word. Like, eat it. Like, I won this argument." And like later, I'm like, oh, "Great, I'm I'm paying for it now." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and, and if she wants me to get, if she wants me to do something, she doesn't ye like yell or forcefully tell me to do it. She will just subtly mm -hmm. like drive me nuts about it until 
I until I get up and just do it. Like one time I'm sitting there watching a game and she's like, Hey, I thought you were gonna clean out the fridge. And I'm like, I'll do it after the game's over. I'll do it later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sitting there watching it, and then she'll like come back in the room 15 minutes later, and be like, there he is. Just <laughs> sitting there watching a game. See, she doesn't do that. Dirty to me. fridge. And I literally lose my mind. I'm like, that's it. I go up, I start pulling stuff out of the shelves, no. and I'm like, that's it, we're cleaning the fridge. No. She she likes to play a game at Clue with me pretty much. Like, she's like, uh, you know, I had a couple things for you to do. And I'm like, sitting there like, I already forgot. I'm like, what what do you want me to do? Like, you remember those things? I'm like, Okay, just, you know, spit it out. And she like, makes it like a mystery every time. And I'm like, just tell me and I'll maybe it'll pop in my head and I'll do it. But playing this dance around mystery game, I'm never going to figure it out and it's not going to get done. Do you ever come clean and say, uh, I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention? Oh, yeah, it happened today. <laughs> because I, I usually try to say, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And I'm like trying to dig in my membranes to like remember what was I supposed to do or not yeah. do. Well, because and... sometimes she'll like, so when I get home from work, I like to like decompress and just like, you know, blank out for a while. Yeah. And she'll like come in like guns blazing, like trying to tell me things. And I just completely don't pay attention <laughs> and forget, forget every single thing she says. And she tells me they were like, remember this where I'm like, honestly, no. No. So that's probably bad advice to you. Actually pay attention when they talk to you. Yes. Yes. But I think everyone needs that, like, time to, like, when they get home from, like, work, like, just decompress a little bit. Like, I don't think anyone wants to be grilled when they walk in the door. No. And that's mine. In the bathroom. Like, the bathroom's like my sanctuary. I go in there, it's like my office. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I get some thinking done. Yeah. That's the think tank. It's the think tank. That's where all my ideas come from. <laughs> and I prepare for things. I check my emails. Mm-hmm. Scroll through social media. You know, it's just like nobody bothers. It's in there. It's well, like especially a, when you have kids. Well, especially when you have kids, you really need the think tank. It is, for sure. Yes. But, uh, but we'll see. And then they start knocking on the door. My two-year-old. I'm like, Daddy, be right out. <laughs> Give me a minute. Yeah. Um, so we're going to wrap up here with one more segment. Okay. And this is one of, one of our, our staples here. This is a would you rather question. So oh, you ready? I'm ready. You ready, Caperoni? All right, here we go. I'm All ready. right. Would you rather, first question, would you rather take a laxative before an important meeting or try to seduce a senior citizen? How old is a senior citizen? Uh, so is 78. Like 78? Oh, man. Not like fifty nine, you know, like where she they could still. Do I have be to do hot. anything with the senior citizen, or just I'm just? No, you got to try them. to seduce them. But do I have to like do anything with them? No, there's no contact. I would say seduce senior citizen because <laughs> because honestly, like, just think like you're in the meeting, you're taking that laxative, like, you're just shitting your pants in a meeting, like, and sitting in a pile of mush. Well, that all right. Now, what if I had to add some physical contact in, like, you actually had to go through? Uh, well, the act. wife is there in the room. Well, it's all compliant. They're okay with it. Oh, okay. Oh, then I'm shitting my pants like a baby. <laughs> I'm throwing on a pair of Depends and being like, all right, let's let it fly. <laughs> all right, let's do an e- a couple of easier ones, layups here. Oh, I like the hard ones, though. Well, we'll, we'll escalate it a little bit. Right, okay. We'll come out firing. It's we're building okay. a card here. We come out with the opening contest. Okay. We'll fire, and then we have the burn. cool... The slow burns a little bit. All right. Okay. What would you rather get rid of? Uh, would you rather get rid of pizza or burgers forever? Those are my two favorite foods, too, pretty much. Yeah, one is uh, you never have it again for the rest I'm of your life. I'm gonna get rid of burgers. Okay. I love them, nice pizza. Yeah, it's tough, especially when they do it right. All right. Would you rather uh, try to drink a gallon of milk in one sitting or okay. eat a handful of ghost peppers? A gallon of milk. You just like easily. vomit your brains out. A gallon of milk easily. Or burn your insides out. So I mean, yeah, one. exactly. I'd rather I'd rather drink it. It's All not right. spicy. Next question. Would you rather listen to bluegrass for 24 hours straight or... I'm probably going to pick whatever's next, honestly, because I hate blue country. Or, here we go. Or be forced to read a terms and conditions page out loud. Yep. Terms and conditions page. I'm reading it. Yep. No ukulele for you? No, no little southern twang or whatever, you know. No, I can't stand it. All right. Would you rather swim with a shark or an alligator? It doesn't matter. Yeah. If you had to pick one. You get a million dollars waiting for you if you last 10 minutes. You know what? I'm going to say the shark because you didn't say what kind of shark it was. Oh, you're going to pick the little tiny little one. Oh, no, they're both? Hell like, yeah, I'm picking the, the tiny little all right, shark. Well, I'm going to say shark because alligator can go on land after. Yep, that is true. It's my only chance. Yeah, you that's think, true. I'd probably pick the, sh- the shark because I think their vision isn't that great. So if you can try to like figure out how to like... Yeah. God, both are petrifying. And I feel like if you, let's say you even got bitten by a shark, if you just 
elbowed it and punched it in the snout, like yeah. I think you might have a better chance of surviving. Whereas an alligator, I think you're just fucked. Yeah, you're fucked. Yeah. You're fucked. And there's no way of getting out of that jaw. Uh -huh. like, Absolutely. You might lose a leg to the shark. You're probably gonna die with an alligator. <laughs> Um, all right, we're gonna we're gonna dial it up a little bit. Um, would you rather spend a week in a maximum security prison or fight a professional MMA fighter for five rounds? Tough one. Five rounds too. Can't just be laid. Five rounds, not just lay down and take a knockout. Like you have to get manhandled for five. Is it a week in the max security? A week. And you have to carry around whatever the felony you did for the rest of your life. No, no, we'll just leave it. We'll just leave it. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta spend a week there, with the like worst people in history. Prison fights, I'm, I'm gonna. I think, I think I'm gonna go with the week in prison, just because I'm gonna pray the guards will be there to save me. That's a good way of thinking about it. Because if you could just like hang out near the guards and yep. hopefully just not make too much of a commotion. Yep. Um, okay. Would you rather sell lingerie door-to-door -door or clean porta-potties after a festival? Sell lingerie door-to-door. -door. Yeah. Those porta-potties are nasty. Yes, yes. I would love to hear your sales pitch. Lingerie. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine knocking on like an 80-year-old grandma. You gotta just walk around Hamilton Township and say, hey, you know, you see what I got here? Uh, what do you think? Look at this. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah, look at this. It's pure lycra spandex. Are you trying to spice some things up for your loved one? <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Look, yep. there's, a, there's a hole right in the crotch, you know? Yep. We got to start the lead. They're like, how do you feel about lace? Like, do you, you, like, do you like laces? Like, I mean, you use them every day. You tie your shoes with them. Like, it's like how you would you like, like it right in your intimate areas? Now, how would you like to have lace on your crotch? He's like, maybe something for your fellow. And on your chesticles. There. Like, yes. <laughs> Yeah. Like how would that make you feel? I mean, I could probably, I would definitely pick the lingerie. I would just yeah. try to make it not as weird as possible. I feel like, like no matter what, it's weird. It's definitely going to be weird. But then again, that's how Victoria's Secret started pretty much. Like the guy, it was a guy who, you know, was uh, embarrassed about buying lingerie for his wife. So he started his own, his own thing. I think they have those. Like, I think this is a real thing. They have, like, uh, this, like those, like, things where women sell things to each other. There's, like, I don't know if they're called penis parties or something like that, but they, like, sell. Oh, man. They sell, like. That's, like, sex toys. So, like, dildos. Like, you just. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not lingerie, that's for sure. I want to hear yourself for that. What, penis party? Yeah. Oh, man. I have to work on it. I'll get back to you. I'll, I'll think of something. something. I, could, I could sell anything. Uh, um. All right, would you rather be tarred and feathered in public or thrown down the stairs? Wait, be what and feathered? Would you rather be tarred and feathered in public? Okay. Or th or thrown down the stairs? Um. <laughs> How far are the stairs? It's like a reasonable sized staircase. I'm going to say tarred and feathered. <laughs> At least I won't be injured. Yeah, exactly. Like, at least you won't break a bone and you're just humiliated. I might just have to sleep in tomato paste to yep. get the tar off Yep. Thing. All right, would you rather egg somebody's house or yell penis repeatedly out of a bullhorn in a public library? Penis. <laughs> um, you know okay. you played the penis game when you were, like, in I middle did. school? Yes, yes. yes. I think we did that at Modell's. So that's nothing, so nothing for me. Yeah. <laughs> I have a bullhorn. Yep. Pooter. Yep. All right. Tension shoppers. Pooters. <laughs> I've got one more uh, one more final question. Okay. Ready for this. Cabaroni, would yep. you rather uh, take a shit in front of a room full of people or get nude in front of your aunt? I'm going to take a shit in front of a random people. <laughs> Honestly, like, I feel like that, yeah, they don't know me. Like, and I feel like it'd be a lot easier, like, to deal with that. Be like, oh, some random people just saw me shit, and then rather than, like, oh, my aunt saw me naked. Yeah, because that's, that's like, like a lingering effect. effect. Mm -hmm. Yep. The eye contact would be weird after that. Yeah, it'd be way too awkward. So I, I think definitely, like, the shit in front of random people. And, you know, those people probably wouldn't want to see me again with how bad my shit stinks. There you <laughs> go. There I you might go. clear the room out, so they might not see much. Yeah. Uh, that's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> 
probably go for the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's uh, that's all we've got. I think we're out of time. Uh, but thank you, Cap Rooney, for uh, holding down the fort. With, uh, Absolutely. Hopefully our he's back B. next one. Yes, Donnie B. Uh, on a sabbatical. And thank you, Donnie B., for your contribution uh, with your thoughts on the uh, Eagles Super Bowl appearance. Absolutely. Uh, we're excited to see you back. And uh, we'll give you a big hug when we see you again. Uh, but until then, get at us on social media, wherever you get your social media. So we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on TikTok. Uh, clips of the show I put up um, relatively uh, almost every day. A little something to get you started if you're looking for a little uh, while you're uh, on the can scrolling. Uh, a little something for you to you know keep your uh, keep the lights going on for you. Um, interact with us. Send us your thoughts. What do you want to hear us talk about? We're more than happy to engage. Um, get at us wherever you get your podcasts: Apple, Google, Spotify, Deezer, iHeartMedia, uh, etc. You name it. Uh, YouTube. If you want to get a glimpse of all of this if you want to watch us eat ice cream sundays or wings or whatever um or hoagie the hoagie challenge we're gonna do yeah. that again that was fun that was fun we'll do that but we're gonna do the premium for next time um so yeah subscribe give us a five-star review and uh we always appreciate the um the, the, the kind words uh, but until then uh i'm caparoni cb and i'm ad we'll see you next time here on boston out peace see everyone <laughs>